the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch. Everybody hearing okay? I did. You turned me up just I there. Did. I did. So uh, welcome to the show. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 and Bo Road, and we welcome you to come out. Lots of folks here today again. Uh, <laughs> I, I no, no wind, but it's still cool. I walked through the beautiful, most beautiful vincas. Oh yeah, uh, a periwig of every color, and I'd forgotten how big those blooms are uh, on vinca. I got, I got to fix Vinny. I'm worried about Vinny. What's happening? Uh, tall. What's that? Short, tall, no, short no, bloom. I, th- I think Vinny got too much rain. Oh, where was it? Outside? Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, you, you were talking you, about the you vinca. You weaned vinca, I mean, Vinny, from water. Oh. <laughs> so. They, they, uh. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> you can take it. Or we'll save it. Uh. We'll save it for later. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. That's the number to call to be a part of the show. 210-308-8867. I'm yeah. glad Trace walked back up here. Uh-oh. Run, Trace, run. Do you know that... Uh, oh, no. <laughs> that Neil Spare mentioned Trace in his write-up this week? Really? Uh, yeah. I like how you hide it now. <laughs> Must be about, like, Trace Minerals or something like that. Is that... It could be that. Or he uh, listens to the show. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I think he would email Jerry a couple little <laughs> nastograms if he... Three great perennials for May. Dun, dun, dun. And, and his first one that he mentions is daylilies. Daylilies. Oh, oh okay. He says, my all-time favorite flowers. Excellent nation mark. That's pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> Does he mention the edibleness of them? It's, well, it's coming. Oh, really? I mowed yards in, uh, in trade for plants when I was a kid. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, at my high water mark, I had more than 400 varieties. That may sound like a lot, but it pales by comparison to the many tens of thousands of named varieties in the daily world today come in all colors, shapes, and sizes. Uh, don't Just don't settle for the uh, old-fashioned single and double orange types. 
Uh, th those were the first daylilies I saw in Tennessee. A lot, a lot yeah, of people. So, so guess what's the most popular? What's that? Yellow. That one? All, all the yellows. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, find, find something more exciting with different colors, more flowers per stalk. Scape. That's a scape. And really exotic flower forms. And a lot of people don't realize that uh, the flowers are edible. He says and, that, or did you add them? And 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 the fragrant ones are more uh, delicious uh, than uh, than the non-fragrant. He's not answering my question. Yeah, he's not. And, no, uh, I don't know that. Uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, some nurseries will let you sample the plants that you want to buy. To see which ones are more flavorful. No, no, I'm really doubting it. <laughs> Otherwise, I sold you a couple hundred daylilies already. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I need that much. Over, over the years, I bet you have. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is that one time we couldn't get him back to the show because he was out there grazing? Grazing, yes. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, the customers were frightened. They my, didn't understand. My family uh, got on me. Uh, we were waiting for a table to be called at uh, a restaurant, and they had daylilies out front. Well, I was having an appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> Which point the manager said, never let that man eat here again. There's a picture of him behind the cash register. Uh, <laughs> or a smart manager would have said, pick those daylilies, let's serve them to people for nine ninety five. <laughs> serve them to him. That would be nine ninety five. Oh, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But you, you know how they did serve you, them. Did you want that with cheese? <laughs> they so sell, have uh, hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, you could have gotten it as, a, uh, uh, as, yeah. a, as an appetizer. There you go. Yeah. It's a sign. It, it, was, it, was, it didn't, didn't cost the restaurant anything. And those, you know, those blooms only last one day. Yeah, you're big on saying that. Uh, well, they do. Uh, uh, in fact, as so I... But it depends on when you pick them. First uh, thing in the day or yeah. late in the day. <laughs> so they're more precious. <laughs> well, that's right. They do last later in the day. Usually. Unless somebody eats them. Ah. But anyway, uh, he didn't mention... Edible so, flowers. So, so what was the? Uh, That's the big, biggest, best thing about daylily. So he was uh, living. Yeah, I think so too. Is that you, you can eat him? <laughs> well, you need to write him a nasty letter. Just say, Neil, what, what the heck? Uh. You know? <laughs> so what else did he mention? Uh, Shasta daisies. Yeah. Uh, their flowers are white with yellow centers, and both single and double fl flowering forms are available. Uh, seems like Shasta daisies are in a rainy. They they hard to grow. They can get mildew. Huh? They can get powdery mildew okay. in this kind of weather, Maybe just like a right. Gerber daisy would. Yeah. Oh, I have a question. Speaking of. Uh well, are we going to get to the point of the tra the trace issue? Oh, I think trace was the uh, the, uh, the daylily. The nurse, the nurse, some nursery, yeah. Let, let you uh, okay. sample. Uh, I kept waiting for uh, my name to daylily. pop up, and yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, now that we broadcast, I, I, I need in the, Neil to uh, to justify my <laughs> position. We're, we're yeah, 
we're never safe now because now that we have the speakers and the show plays during the uh, <laughs> trace comes up. I heard my name. What did you say? <laughs> you notice it's never to you. Well, it's to you. Yeah, about, too, Jerry. about him. I heard Jerry talking about me. What do you say now? <laughs> um, all right. So uh, he also mentioned red yuccas. Oh yeah, the, they oh, aren't really yuccas. They're, but they're the certainly are red. Is this the brake light? Huh? Do you think this is brake light, which we have? Uh, I think so. Okay. Well, we you have d- both. You never mentioned the variety. Esperalo, which uh, oh, okay. everybody calls red yucca, but it's really like a coral color. Oh, okay. And then we have brake lights that just came in like a week or two ago. Yeah. Along with those uh, Lens Legacies are back there. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, I, need, I need to walk by and see if they're blooming, Milton. Red, yeah. r- red yuccas also seem to to be more resilient to rainy spells in the eastern half of Texas than many other xerophytic plants that we've tried. <laughs> it says, uh, it, it should also be noted that a soft lemon yellow form of red yucca <laughs> is sold, as well as improved richer red cultivars. Uh, so I don't have any yellow Milton, but it is something that we get. Okay. Sometimes. So that would be a good way to, uh, a good quick segue to say that if you're looking for a specific plant, you can call and put it on the list here at Mill Burgers, and when it comes in, they uh, they'll give you a call. That's two one zero, four nine seven three seven six zero, or just go to millburgernursery.com and you can get the number. Yeah. So so what happens if you were looking for a plant and. And it was here all the time, and you didn't you didn't know until uh, <laughs> that only happens to a few people. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, On purpose. Oh, there's your hummingbird. Oh yeah, sure is. He's uh, that's not the uh, what is that? Is that the kufia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, that's a little guy. Bat face kufia. Bat face kufia. Okay. Uh, as I was walking in, I saw a plant for the older members of our audience that might want to come and get some of those watermelon transplants Mm -hmm. of the variety black dime oh wow that's (laughs) that's when uh, when uh people over 50 maybe over 60 talk about watermelons of their youth they're talking black diamond And they definitely have to get them early because you can't carry them when they're, if you wait much longer, they get a big They're huge. (laughs) But uh, a lot of people have good memories. Not many, the commercial growers don't grow them anymore. Oh, really? But they grow the seedless and uh, uh, smaller melons. But Black Diamond, (laughs) in in Tennessee, they used to load them on wagons and bring them to uh, the square on on, on track and they, and wagon. And we used to be along the highways. Yeah, right, right. Other places. And all of them are, most of them, well, I don't know if Crimson was out then, but uh, they were mainly black down. So since you've told me how I can't grow watermelon in a... Hanging you sure basket. can't grow pla- black diamond. Because those things are huge. Um, 30, 40 pounds. Well, Milton, you could grow it. Yeah. But it may bring the basket down. Yeah, pretty soon. Okay. But so uh, Trace was saying yesterday I could plant it. I got to water it. 
You stress that. <laughs> but uh, also, it doesn't necessarily need to be ideal soil conditions, maybe. What's that? Watermelon. It sounded like it was a little forgiving. Yeah. Weren't you saying that, you know, in that place that nothing was growing now, I could just plant it? Or were you saying that because nothing's growing now and that would go in there? That would grow there. Oh, okay. I thought nothing was growing there because it was. <laughs> so I have a watermelon story. Oh, okay. Oh. Many years ago, uh, probably 25, 30 years ago, my grandmother paid someone to reseed the pastures with something for the cows. Oh. Well, uh, what really came up was not what she paid for. We had acres and acres and acres of watermelon. Huh. How in the hell could they get that co- seed confused with? I, it had to be mixed Grassy. in. I don't know. There was just watermelon everywhere. Now, <laughs> now, the cows liked it when the melons were ready. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if they ate the vine or not. But yeah. They ate the melon. They love those melons. But I bet it was uh, close to 50 acres of watermelon unintentionally. Oh, wow. my Lord. That's well, I had a, a, my peach orchard. I had uh, one of the best ways to make money was to sell when you had peaches, you had to sell everything, every other kind of fruit, vegetables, whatever you could raise. And so I was going to have raising watermelon. And gosh, they were doing well, and they're all large and beautiful. <laughs> and uh, I got the first, harvested the first one. It was hollow. Uh. And then I threw all of them, and it, almost all of them were hollow. The uh, coyotes oh, uh, yeah. had gone through and I, just like a, they, they must have gone to training session because they had <laughs> opened them up in the same yeah. way on every they hollow them out yeah and and you could tell when they when the watermelons are young uh, the coyote come in there and taste mark them with their i guess they're feeling the pressure of that but you see a scratch on the side mm-hmm. of the melon uh, and that means a, a, a coyote's you know, getting ready to come back and and get that one after it gets ripened. I, it's now, it wonder, amazing. Will feral cats do the same thing? No. Okay. So. <laughs> it's better than I thought. I thought his story was going to be like a hailed, and they, they all got smashed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember mm-hmm. what she was putting pa- putting in the pasture? I, I don't know if it I, w- I would assume it was Bermuda, but. Again, that was a long time ago. So. I don't know how in the hell they could have gotten that mix. You see, the seed's a little different, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, big. Yeah. Twice as big. Three times as Three, big. Oh, ten, ten times as big. Uh, <laughs> did you ever get to eat any melons? No, I was. No. In fact, it may have been 40 years ago. Oh, wow. I, I was in school still, so yeah, it had to be 40 or maybe more. <laughs> yeah. I was only down there in the summers. Oh, okay. okay. But, uh, All right, so I'll try to get a transplant and see what I can do. We do have someone in our neighborhood that grew them in their front yard. Is that right? Yeah. They, I, used to, I used to grow pumpkins in my front yard. Oh, is that right? Unintentionally. Oh, why? We would have pumpkin fights at Halloween, and the seeds ah. would all germinate the next spring. Okay. Yeah, he could grow those little pumpkins. Uh, oh, she got some Sinisa. I don't baby. think that's Lynn's legacy. No, that's not. And it, is, it does have some blooms on it. It does. More rain. But I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, as I was walking in, I passed one of those uh, different uh, 
Vitexes. They're going out. Somebody bought it. And uh, unfortunately, it's not blooming like the, our regular Vitex. But let's see. Was that? Did you sell that one at the front? Probably. Probably. A lot of so those pretty. A lot of those big ones are gone. Yeah. Oh there's, yeah. There's still. I see one down here that's not sold. Yeah. And there's probably about five or six in the back. And we got bigger ones and we got little ones too. Yeah. Bigger that, ones. That one was at too the big front yesterday and it was killer pretty. That's a, that's a good plant. Uh, Nelson does that to help sell the little ones. Because he put a big one up front and everybody, I want one of those, but I want a smaller one. So then we had to point them up all the way to the back of the store. <laughs> they got to walk by a lot of plants to get to the small ones. There you go. But it's not a, it's not a misrepresentation either because they grow so fast. Oh, yeah. Yep. And they're easy to transplant. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Arabian lilac. That's what they yeah. call them. Fascination. They're pretty. The, the foliage makes them extra pretty. Yeah, we were reading a description yesterday, and it's featuring aromatic foliage. Do you have to crush the foliage to smell pretty it? Pretty much. Okay. With uh, gray green with purple undersides. The leaves. So that's that's fly. the end of them out there. There's uh, probably 50 left, and we'll probably never see it again. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that that's a weird weird hmm. deal. And but uh, and this is the one I was. This is different, but this is the one I was bragging on in our neighborhood yesterday. Oh gosh, yeah, that's a nice. Do one. your neighbors know that you brag on them? Uh, I don't know if they listen to the show. They do. But yeah, see. Oh yeah. See how purple? That, that's that's even without the blue sky. I bet I bet I bet that's one that Greg accidentally <laughs> took cuttings of. <laughs> the story changes every week. <laughs> yeah, we need to ask Greg. We need to we need to have the family of those well, he, people call. No, he doesn't come and talk to us. No, he Greg, doesn't, Greg doesn't talk anymore. No. <laughs> he could call from wherever he's at. He could. Even but he David won't. does that. Yeah, but Greg won't call us. He's too big for us. <laughs> Neither will Neil. What's that? Neither will Neil. We need to drop Neil. I'm going to drop Neil an email. <laughs> We'd love you to call. <laughs> and then just, you know. I think he's doing, we, we won't, we he's won't doing tell shows Jerry. on Sunday. We won't tell Jerry when he's going to call. So, you know, <laughs> if Jerry's talking about mistakes that he thinks Neil made, then. You just need a code. That we all we know he's coming on, but not Jerry. Okay. <laughs> but right. uh, yes. <laughs> we got a question in. Said, uh, "How soon after my Indian blankets petals have fallen can I mow the plants? I want to be sure they've had time to go to seed for next year." So, weren't you talking about you had some pretty Indian blankets? Oh, gosh, yeah. I was, I, I, I was trying to think of if they dro start dropping seed right away or they're all kind of, I'm thinking they're almost all at once. Yeah. Rather uh, than, you know, like the. Yeah. The blue bonnets. Yeah, and some of yeah. the other wildflowers you get. What, what are the yellow the yellow ones, Trace, that we had? Coriopsis? Uh, Coriopsis, yeah. They start dropping right away yeah. and they drop over a long period so you could <laughs> in a pinch you could cut whatever you had to cut. The answer is wait until the plants have completely dried and that means they drop all of yeah. them. Stems, leaves, seeds and all. 
It's better to be a week too late than a week too early. We we'll cut, cut with the mower as low as the speed as possible, uh, but it might make a tidier job if you wait a few days and mow the second time to pulverize the shaft a, a bit better. That's probably true, because that's a kind of a tight uh, uh, head on that seed head. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. Here's another number or a website for you to know. That's GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com is the website for Spider-Man Pest Control, which we talk about on this show. Warren Remy has been an expert helping businesses and residential clients uh, to uh, have uh, <laughs> pest-free homes or pest-free businesses. And I, I like to mention the businesses again because uh, that's so important uh, to you, it, you know, having ants makes your life, uh, uh, you know, uncomfortable and miserable. But for a business, having roaches or rats or ants can mean closing down. So uh, it's it's real important to know that Warren has helped them. That's how I found out about Warren was through a business that used Spider-Man Pest Control. So check out the Into Care Mosquito Trapping System right now at Spider-Man Pest Control at GoSpiderManPest.com. Uh, because I'm guessing that as soon as, uh, and actually I'm not guessing this, the mosquitoes are starting oh, to, yeah. to pop out. <laughs> They're at my front door. Yeah. Uh, I've had some through the neighborhood again as I'm walking. <laughs> so Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control, 210-656-3721, or go SpiderManPest.com. we got to take a break, and we're going to come back in a moment and tell you how you can, just by coming to Millburgers today, uh, you might get a pair of tickets to Festival of Flowers right after this on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Festival of Flowers on 9.30 a.m. TheAnswer.com. Hey, uh, don't forget the uh, Festival of Flowers returns. It's coming back. It's been gone for a couple of a couple years now, but now it's back at the Al Safar on June 3rd. So just a couple Saturdays. So not next Saturday, but is a Saturday it's two Saturdays from yesterday. Uh, it's co-hosted by Saws. And when you go there, get there early because while supplies last, uh, Saws is giving you a free water saver plant. Uh, you can take part and enjoy the uh, Indoor Garden Mall with everything that you could need for landscaping. By the way, the Indoor Garden Mall is all about gardening. So you're not going to find uh, things there that don't relate to gardening. It's a gardening and home, but you aren't going to find... Uh, you know, uh, frying pans or other things are uh, there. This is all about gardening. Seminars are go all day, uh, including the Organic Roundtable, which Thank is you. always a great discussion group. Uh, Learn to Garden Zone for Kids is put on now. It's brand new by the Men's Garden Club. Uh, there's the Citywide Plant Exchange. And it was funny, someone came up yesterday, and that was the first thing they said. Oh, I miss the uh, Festival of Flowers. I'm glad it's back. This is great. I got to get things ready for the plant exchange. Uh, it's eight dollars for adults. Kids under ten are free. The parking is free, and it goes on from nine to five at the Alzafar sixteen oh four and Stone Oak Parkway. I've still got some tickets. We've given away a bunch of them, but 
I've got some tickets to the Festival of Flowers. You just have to come to Millburgers and ask a question. Doesn't even have to be a gardening question, although all of our questions have been gardening questions. You don't even have to be nice to Milton. You don't have to be nice to Milton. Where's the restroom? You could ask, where's the restroom, and say, oh, by the way, I heard if I ask where's the restroom, I get a pair of tickets. (laughs) So while supplies last. So come on up and visit with us at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, toll free, 866-308-8867. So, uh. yes, sir, oh. <laughs> oh, I do have another question, okay. and I don't know if it's worth it to. So, we put the uh, Thunderbird yeah. in a container. It doesn't like it. Uh, every uh, it's got lots of tomatoes on it, but everyone has blossom and rot on them, and that's what that's Laura, your fault. That's what Laura says. I know, but I don't think it likes the container. Well, yeah, is it draining? Draining? I think it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the not con- puddling, huh? Oh, it could be. Well, we've gotten a lot of rain lately, so maybe it is puddling. Maybe. Yeah, if the water's sit- sitting in there. Yeah. That's just as bad as over underwatering. underwatering. Okay, so I'll see if it is. But it does have lots of tomatoes, and apparently now Laura says that it has lots of little red bugs on it that look like stink bugs. Little red ones? Yeah. Yeah, they are red. They're red stink bugs? Yeah. (laughs) Jeremy. Oh, they're not. They're not spider mites. Or no, no, no. They're they're yeah. Yeah, they're big, and uh, they're in groups. But when, when they hatch out, they stay together for a while. That's nice. But uh, uh, Jeremy uh, was having some of that on his tomatoes. Okay. And yeah. he said, there's a lot of these little bugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought maybe they were aphids. Yeah. But you but, looked at them? Yeah. Uh, he took a picture. Oh. Brought them to me. Mm-hmm. I said, those are... Young stink bugs, stink bugs, which are going to destroy your tomatoes. So next time you see them on a, on a leaf like that, smash the hell out of them. And, of course, J- Jeremy, I don't know where it came from. It didn't come from this from, from me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, he he lets flies out the, out the door so, so I won't kill Thank them. Thank you. But uh, it uh, it uh, so the next day I yeah. said get rid of them, get them, get them off and stomp them. And so he carefully removed them the next day <laughs> and, and uh, carried them to the opposite side of the lawn. I don't know if that's far enough. Uh, it's not. Okay. And. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't know if he killed him or not. I, he, I doubt if he actually stomped him. But uh, if he didn't, they're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. They're, they'll get larger and they'll fly back and start. But his tomatoes, of course, he got the cherry tomatoes. Uh, arced, um, <laughs> he's nine sixty eight yeah, and, and uh, Ruby Crush. Uh, Ruby Crush. Did he did he make an assessment of which one he likes best? He hasn't eaten any yet. Oh, really? I mean, uh, they're loaded with fruit, but none of them have turned. Huh. Yeah. He, he's within 
Full five days. days. Yeah. Yeah, because they're going. They're but going this wild. this cool weather probably slowed them down yeah. a little. It's not bit. in the shade, is it? No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> we, right. You picked. The <laughs> we put those big containers out there, and. And of course, they got pecan trees every, every, on each side of the lawn, which yeah. is not a good thing. But uh, I walked all around and looked looked where the sun was, and the only place he had that it was sunny enough was the middle of the lawn. I said, is this going to be a problem, you know, putting the big pots in the middle of the lawn? He said, oh, no, we'll just mow around it. I said, okay. So uh, they they get plenty of sun, and they're growing like a house of fire. They're <laughs> over the over the top. They have reached the top of a five foot cage. Wow. The uh, the 968. Like Trey said, <laughs> we have found that uh, especially for patios, that that uh, the Ruby Crush is better for people with. Uh, Patios. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, Ruby Crush is better yeah, than 968? Yeah, because it's a uh, dwarfer. Okay. When, when, when we get those tomatoes, uh, a lot of times they'll say determinate, which means small. Mm hmm. But uh, uh, 968 was also sent to me as a determinate, real determinate, because I was going to grow it in those. Uh, I, guess you, it, I guess it could be determinate. Without them being the same size. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, why? Why did? Why was I asking for determinate when I got 968? And I was growing them in those uh, hanging baskets. Yeah. And uh, the only, <laughs> the only thing that broke down my hanging basket, my uh, hanging Hi. basket. Did you have a question? I'm sorry. Oh, sure. We have someone. Is that a? Did you did you phrase that in the form of a question? Yeah, you did. You asked. Uh, yeah, that, that'll work. Well, there you go. And that's so unusual. For Are you a? Nicely <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. We'll see you there. All right. We had someone who came up and asked for a festival. Who did yeah, you say told her that? She heard it on the. Oh, she heard on the speaker. Oh, that's it. funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, those uh, speakers are yeah working. Uh, I think so. Everybody's well. They, you, you can you can tell they are because I can wa you can watch the audience out here and you, they chuckle. Yeah, uh, is that right? Yeah, that, <laughs> which which is hasn't always been the case. You know, a lot of for a lot of years they just get angry. No, <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily. Especially when you've explained that we're doing a show here. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's here's a finger you might like, she said. That one, we were lucky she didn't drag Kevin off. She the was finger. ready to pull him off the porch and start pummeling him. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's one of those times. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, so where are we? Kevin got uh, this week in the garden. Uh, says. Uh, if you were not able to prevent germination of beggar's lice, that's, that's that, uh, <laughs> that's that uh, plant with a little test, small white flowers, and uh, it's, it's kind of pretty for a while. It, it is, and it, and it has a tendency to grow around the edge 
Yeah. Just uh, kind of like uh, uh, <laughs> bed straw. Dude. But, uh, but it's a savage. <laughs> Jeremy's friend was over the other day, and she said, what is that beautiful plant out there? I said, no. <laughs> that's, that's beggar's life. And uh, when it ripens, uh, it gets bad on the, on the pet's fur. And it'll get bad socks. on you if you yeah, walk out there. Socks and uh, slacks, yeah. and it gets in. <laughs> when it gets in your socks, it's hard, hard to get out. <laughs> but anyway, it says remove the bloom heads now, before they brown and get ripe, with your string mower before you, before the seed is set or and are stuck to your pets or slacks. Yeah, we're getting it. We're getting pretty, pretty, pretty close. Yeah. yeah, and uh, I've got a, a bunch of that because I'm growing my uh, bluegrass. That's right. You don't, crop. you don't want to interfere with that. At least I'm claiming that. But the main reason is Jeremy won't come over and mow my oh. lawn. <laughs> but uh, because of all the rain. Yeah. But that that's a good idea. The way to uh, knock it down with a string mower. Well, it's kind of an emergency. Reduces the amount of the stickers that will get on oh, the pads. Okay. Now, because once they're, it, uh, I guess it depends on your pet and the the fur. But once they're there, they're they're, they're hard to get oh, out yeah. of there, and the dogs don't find it very pleasant. <laughs> and when they get the, in a dog's hair, if you got an indoor dog. Uh, and a and a fuzzy blanket on your bed. Oh, you now you have it on the bed too. They get they leave them on the bed. <laughs> hey, Lloyd's on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Lloyd Trace is back with us. So you got three people answering your question, man. What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. I've got a question about gypsum. Gypsum soil. I know this is not the outdoor fishing show, but I'd like to put some gypsum in my pond to collect. To give her some mud in it, mud particles. Do you know gypsum is harmful to fish or not? Well, it's basically lime, but I, yeah. I'm, I'm having a hard time hearing what you're using it to do. Yeah, you, you start off strong and then you kind of fade away. What are you trying to use it for? I want to put gypsum in my pond. Oh, in the pond. It. I want to clarify the water. Clarify. All right, so my, my answer just, would be. You know, gypsum would be hard on the. Uh, no, no, no. The there's, li- there's lime in the water, so every time you fill it, you're filling it with lime water. But barley is a far better answer for clarifying the water than gypsum would be. You can do what liquid is? barley or regular regular barley, like in a small little bale. But a barley product is the best answer for clarifying the water. And now, is this a pool situation or a pond? pond. What's that? The pond is about the pond is about a quarter of an acre. Oh wow! It's a big pond. But yeah, that's yeah, a lot. It's a lot of gypsum. gypsum. And I'm just, you know, I'm concerned that it might hurt the fish that are in the water. Yeah, I think Trace is still going for the barley. Do y'all have any <laughs> thoughts on the gypsum? Yeah, the, the gypsum will not hurt. The, the fish it hurt the fish, but okay. I don't know if it's gonna help your weed problem. 
and it's no, I don't have a weed more problem. expensive it's, than it's just muddy like I, they're telling me it's like clay particles that are suspended oh. in the water that's giving okay. me there's okay. no reason it at all by the water so dark nothing can grow in it okay I've never heard of uh, <laughs> using gypsum to purify uh, to clarify the water but uh, who told you to do that Putting an A&M hand out. A&M said that? Well, yes, it, it must be right. <laughs> test, yeah, I hadn't heard of it either, and I asked the county agent about it. Test, test the, pri- uh, the, uh, the prices before. I would say uh, make an article a about it, email it to me, and I read it, and I've got some gypsum. And they've got a whole deal to go through to, to see how much gypsum you need. But it's a small pond, and I got yeah. 25 pounds of gypsum, and I was going to put it in the water. Mm-hmm. But I would, yeah, I didn't want to hurt the fish that were in it. No, not going to hurt the fish, but uh, I never heard that. They use it on swim- in swimming pools. No, gypsum? Do they really? Huh. I no, believe, yeah, no, I believe no. that, that. That's powder that they, that they put with before before. I've yeah, swimming pool chlorine. for 40 years. I've never put gypsum uh, although i guess they could have the chlorine liquid chlorine into like a gypsum pellet now this is a for release but a, a process that my, my pool it seems to be unless that's unless that's a different uh, product than i'm uh-huh. can, well hopefully that helps you lloyd <laughs> he's, he's more okay, confused than ever now that article the uh, a&m article about the gypsum okay Good deal. Right. Thank you, sir. All right. 210-308-8867. What did you mean for other people that might trace? For other people that might use barley, explain what they what they would do. Can they buy well, barley? Sure. Uh, all right. So different times of year we have it in different forms. I think right now we only have it in a liquid. Don't ask me why it works, but it really, really works. So it doesn't matter whether you're using a liquid version of barley or Sometimes you'll find it where the barley's in a like a stretchy bag where you can just toss it in. And okay. Oh. It's uh, it clarifies the water pretty quick. It wouldn't hurt the fish. And no, in fact, it might be fish food at some point if you get the. Oh, that's an interesting point. Okay. I use two tablespoons in a bowl of cereal every morning. Is that how's that working for you? It clarifies my urine. Oh well, good for you. On that note, we're going <laughs> to take a quick break and come back in a moment. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is nine thirty a.m. The answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, if you're wondering where your, all your gardening peers are, they're here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. We encourage you to come on by, and when you come by, you check out that tree hugger sprinkler. If you're looking for a tool to have in your arsenal to uh, make sure that you can, uh, that newly established, that newly, new tree or the established tree or shrub, a uh, tree hugger can help you out. Now, the tree hugger sprinkler, is a unique product. I encourage you to go to treehuggersprinklers.com to check it out and see what it looks like. If you uh, and then come on over to Mill Burgers or come on over to Mill Burgers first and you'll see it. It's a hard plastic sprinkler, uh, big green, looks like a big green donut in three different sizes, uh, and it is uh, seven, eleven, and fifteen inch. Has a little hinge on it so you can open it up. Ah! 
and then close it or hug it around the tree. Then you just turn it up a little bit to water that root ball. Well, there you go. Cash, it sounds like it's eating the root ball. (laughs) (laughs) The sound effects that your your tree hugger may sound a lot different, (laughs) or you could turn it up a lot to water away from the root ball. How much rain did we get this week? <laughs> yeah, today, last night. Uh, well, oh, did you get rain last night? Yeah, didn't oh, you? I, I didn't either. But, I didn't uh, check. But the tree hugger sprinkler, whether we get rain or not, is important for South Texas, and it's important for you to water efficiently and effectively. What <laughs> the poor tree hugger? Turn it off. Huh? Yeah, Sounds like off. somebody with diarrhea. Well, hey, ho. Wow, okay, didn't expect <laughs> Calvin to go there. All right, your tree hugger sprinkler will sound a lot better than that. In fact, it doesn't have much sound at all when you turn the sprinkler on. But it does the job. Yep, uh, here at Millburgers and at HEB. And online again at treehuggersprinklers.com. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Yes, sir, you look like you have a thought. What's well, your... I just wanted to make sure we remind everybody that that we've got the, a lot of the butterfly plants here. We've got, mm-hmm. of course, we've got the tropical milkweed. And unbeknownst to me, yesterday we <laughs> had the red porterweed, portable re- the miniature red porterweed, which is one of my favorite plants. And a, a favorite plant. Little dwarf. A of, it's, yeah, a, it's smaller. Right? And a very attractive grows fast and we had uh, purple up to that that point uh, but I think our purple is I'm, I'm afraid to say now because of us <laughs> yeah. said it wrong again yet, yet today There's but the red, we got right the red after. here we got miss flower lots of uh, lots of lantana and uh, kafias uh, yeah and, and salvia and salvia gregii over there and zinnias Oh, that's right. On sale. Good point, Sherry. Thanks. Attracts butterflies. Uh, those, four inches pot regularly a dollar fifty nine. On sale four for five dollars. That's yeah. a good idea. Good. That's plan. and those are, those yeah. are among the top nectar producers. Zinnias. It's hard to imagine that because there's such a good cut flower and really yeah. bright. But they, they are our favorite. The hummingbirds and the butterflies and the bees mm. all. Yeah. All like them, plus they're very attractive. What is uh, that? Have you walked by the Certified Butterfly Garden recently? Yeah. What is a big, tall, purple, spirally, you know, real tall, fuzzy purple blooms? It's uh, a, not a salvia. I don't think so. Fuzzy purple blooms? Yeah, I'll have to go run and take a picture of it. It's not, uh, not the, uh, the I was wondering blue curl. Oh, maybe. It wasn't the bee balm. What color is bee balm that, that Mary was talking about yesterday? That's not, not blue. Um, oh, well, it's sort of a light, light purple. Pinkish, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, have to oh. look. You got, you know, you got, you got Macarius. Okay. Well, during the break, you'll you'll notice it because it's all or over. You, I'll, you probably will bring Ma- Mary in. Yeah, Mary Mary will come up. Because uh, she and the staff do a wonderful job on that certified butterfly garden. Mary, please come to the porch. Mary, come to the porch. Let's see if she hears that. Is it? <laughs> to right. speak, to, to take credit for the uh, success of the certified butterfly garden. Yeah, she, and she even has horse herb in it, I understand. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot well, of horse herb. This uh, Dreamland mix that's on uh, on sale is that the short one? The Dreamland mix. Well, it's relatively short, but it's still, it's about it's eighteen inches. Okay. Yeah, and it's got that really colorful, really compact big oh, blooms. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, if I, but I you would. You don't have to deadhead, right? Is that I don't the one that covers it with leaves, and you don't have to deadhead. You don't. I don't deadhead it because uh, it reseeds so quickly. Yeah, right, right. But uh, I, I think a lot of the, a lot of folks do use the the flowers off of it. Oh yeah, cut flowers. Yeah, yeah. I think I've got a picture of a butterfly on that zine. Yeah, you may. <laughs> they occasionally get on there about yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> once every single day, every one of them. Occasionally they're helped on there. <laughs> oh, yeah, in the old days. <laughs> look, at, look at this little guy pouncing his, he's got an itchy ear, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Butterflies and little babies. <laughs> yeah, right here at Melberger's. <laughs> what were you saying? So you said uh, they get on uh, horse herb? I think so. Now y'all know. Do they get on horse herb? What? Butterflies. Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, black, the black swallowtails yeah, especially. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Now y'all know I'm a, a big fan of Neil Spear. No, you can't stop talking about him. But he... Although Neil <laughs> wishes you would. Uh, he, he has... Uh, Drop the ball on a on a plant that uh, uh, we uh, us and <laughs> we and and uh, Evelyn adore. Evelyn's going to come hurt I, you. I don't know if Evelyn has talked to Neil about this or not, but it was in his uh, weekly newsletter that he sends out uh, about. Two weekends ago, it says he had a picture of horse herb. Horse herb as photographed just three days ago along our drive. Neil's right there. Mm-hmm. Up near the country road. It is the most invasive plant I've ever set out in my own garden. That's a quote. Okay. Neil Spare. I said, uh, right goes on. I think he yeah, was having a bad day today, this day. Horse herb, uh, this is a native trailing perennial plant that is used as a turf replacement in shaded areas. That's right, true. For all those reasons, I dare not say much bad about it because it sounds like the perfect solution to many people's questions. That's true. Unless your name is Evelyn. What can yeah. I what can I grow? He threw Evelyn under the bus already. <laughs> said she loves right. her horses. Where, where even Saint Augustine won't grow, yet it won't require and he uses copious amounts of water. Is that what he really said? Yes, sir. Right here. Mm-hmm. Ne- mm-hmm. Neil, I'm paraphrasing I'm, Neil again. Uh, Reading yeah. between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> However, I do have problems with this seemingly Harmless little native. It is a native because it's in uh, Sally's book. Sally Wazowski or oh, Did you bring the book? Oh, we got the book. Look at Bill Calvin. That's exciting. 
Uh, I gave him nothing two. Ever, nothing ever works out as planned, I except gave, for this, which I gave is really him three odd. three weekends to do it. Oh, it's heavy book. <laughs> Here, you want me to look it up while he's talking? Yeah, yeah look. It'll give it to Calvin and let him look it up. Oh, oh it's heavy. And, okay. and here's what Neil complains about. Is that, is that book old enough to be written on papyrus? It's an older book. It's Number great, one. It's a great book, though. <laughs> it's deciduous, meaning it dies to the ground with the first hard freeze of fall. That leaves you with bare ground and mud all winter. Well, that's, that's unnecessary for him to be ugly like that. Not good if you have dogs. Its mm. flowers are not showy. They're tiny, teeny yellow blooms. Small butterflies will love them, but human eyes will hardly notice them. Can you believe me right now? Well, that's that's a fair criticism. Yeah, it but, is but green is green. Yeah. <laughs> it is terribly invasive. That's, that could be a plus. The fo- <laughs> the photo above is from a yard way up on the hill along the road, 20, 125 yards. From the few plants I set out 25 years ago. Fact is, it's not really our yard. It's up by the mailbox. That's right. It is spread to almost every corner of our several-acre landscape. Because it's native to Texas, it's not going to show up on the invasive plant list, but it's certainly on mine, way up near the top. Can you believe he did that? Evelyn wrote him a letter. Evelyn did write him a letter. <laughs> I think, I, you know, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Evelyn's feeding him, feeding him trash. So what I did, I went to plantanswers.com and uh, looked, looked, uh, searched for horse herb. And I found this article written, Horse Herb, All-Star Plant, distributed on January 12, 2017. That's a few years back. (laughs) And uh, it writes, Horse Herb is not as showy as most of the blooming products we describe in What's Blooming Now feature, but despite its plain appearance, horse herb deserves recognition for the important role it plays in many landscapes. Now, who wrote that? Calvin? He is he is my number one author now. Sounds like oh, Dave. Sounds man, like, you've bumped Neil. Uh, <laughs> so, sounds like David needs to introduce this as a Texas superstar. Oh, horse herb should definitely sound like He's a... <laughs> Horse herb is hard to manage. It selects you and your yard rather than being selected by the gardener. Although that's, that's not, not true. Always the case. Yeah. Occasionally we have it for sale. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Look at those beautiful pictures. Oh, that was huge. I, I've got the the mother. I wonder if it's edible. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, I, help I us if it's call. edible. The deer like it. He could roll down on the ground yeah. and just yeah. eat all day long. <laughs> Let's say. Uh, Got some beautiful, two beautiful pictures in uh, in this book, uh, Sally's book, and uh, uh, talks about uh, 
The plan illustrates how prejudice can cloud the mind. That's what's happened to Neil. It's described in the botanical literature as a notch, noxious lawn weed. I wonder if Neil wrote that. Why? Because it com- it outcompetes grass in the shade. Funny. That's what I thought everyone wants. <laughs> yeah, this is Sally writing this. Yeah, there you go, Sally and Lee. <laughs> From the uh, Admi- Texas Native Texas Plants book. There you go. And uh, this, uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, candidate uh, for this book until I started doing the plans. Uh, I couldn't finish three of them without using this ground cover or without seeing what else forms dense mats in the shade with little or no water. All right, we just got a call on being told from someone who only um, said their name was E, and E says we need to take a break now. Now, do not wait. Take a break. So, uh, E, we will take a break and uh, come back after the news. Uh, 210-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Trace Hazlett. Hey, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, is, it, is that an honorary degree or what, what is that doctorate in? Uh, just honorary from y'all. Okay. <laughs> wow, we have that kind of power now? All right. And uh, Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, we uh, welcome your gardening questions either in person or we encourage you to call us at 210-308-8867. All right. So Yeah, it's interesting to me how many people are walking out of here with that uh, sweet potato vine. Yeah. It's the yellow one. And uh, it's on sale, five for nine fifty. That's dirt cheap. But uh, you know, talking about something wanting to grow in a hanging basket, mm-hmm. that's perfect for a hanging basket. Yeah. Sun or shade, doesn't care. No. Yeah. Just wants water. And, uh, that's a good idea. What, what, what kills me is that uh, it seems that it can take sun, and it's yellow. Mm-hmm. I mean. The more sun, the more water, but it'll grow in basically anywhere. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's a Milton plant. You can stick the cutting. It's bipolar. <laughs> dipolar. Let's see, dipolar? Yeah, it has no up and down. Oh, okay. But it'll, 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 you put it in a hanging basket, hanging on the eve of the house, it'll touch the ground in a few days. Well, a few weeks. A few weeks, yeah. Might be on the roof, too. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's pretty. Uh, I'm, I'm amazed at how people are using it in landscapes. <laughs> I remember, I think I've told this story before, but uh, I remember uh, we were we were going to make that a Texas superstar. Until? Uh, years ago, about 10, 10 years, well, longer than that, 20 years ago. And... Uh, and Greg Grant, 
he watches ornamental plants quite a bit, and he says, people are going crazy over this sweet potato vine. Said we need to uh, make it a Texas superstar to get ahead of the curve. And <laughs> we had a guy in there that worked for worked in East Texas, Marty Baker. Oh yeah. And he threw a fit. He said, "Well, you can't can't do that. What about the sweet potato weevil? You know, there's a there's a lot of sweet potato grown in East Texas." But uh, they have a weevil quarantine. In other words, plants grown uh, in this area, uh, in San Antonio and south, cannot be sent to East Texas and, and North Texas because it, it, it's a, a weevil ban. may have weevils in it, which is... Damage the industry up there, which is about uh, 15 acres. But uh, and because it was a legal ban against importing uh, <laughs> uh, plants that were grown in the weevil quarantine area, uh, we were there. Well, not we, but. Uh, they were afraid it would be a political uh, problem to do that. That never stopped you before? Well, that's true. Like the, like the Vitex. You know, yeah. a lot of people raise hell about the Vitex. That it's an invasive plant. And, uh, and they said, the superstar people said, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to make it a superstar pretty quick. And... Uh, that's the result right there. But uh, he's pointing at one guy. How is it invasive? <laughs> I can understand how horse herb so is invasive. A, there's a beach vitex. Yeah. On the invasive species. There you it's, go. It's not this one. It, oh, okay. It's, it's at the headwaters of the uh, Perdinalis River that goes through uh, Austin. It's all over the place, and and uh, but we nobody has ever seen a seedling of this Vitex, uh, and, and uh, I've grown them from Tennessee to Texas, and, and Greg's grown them, of course, in East Texas. No one's ever seen a seedling of Vitex. It produces a lot of seed, but uh, no seedlings hmm. of this one, this species. But, uh, oh, people raising hell. And hmm. so for that reason... We bowed to the political correctness and did not make a sweet potato vine a Texas superstar. Okay. We had all sorts of colors. I mean, a sweet potato vine. I think Greg brought them from uh, North Carolina. And uh, there was a, I always like that. There's a pretty one. The yellow one just seems to be the one that's caught on because it, does for his son our shade, but uh, Dr. Lineberger, our department head over there, developed a uh, uh, kind of a bright, uh, purple one, almost a maroon. One. There's a couple of different maroon ones. Yeah, and there was a little variegated one. Yeah, there's one with like a little white swirl in it. There's come with pink swirls in it. Yeah, yeah, but uh, 
this this yellow one seems to be the uh, be the winner. But anyway, we let that one go by. Now, is that a dog you're familiar with? Sorry, squirrel squirrel moment. Well, the hair says it's got poodle in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just and and the one leg is trimmed like a poodle. But it's kind of got the the shape of a lab. I know you did the labradoodles. Well, we did golden doodles. Golden doodles. Okay. So maybe it's a labradoodle. Sorry. All right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I thought you'd enjoy Squirrel. seeing it. Squirrel. <laughs> but anyway, that's the sad story of sweet potato. Man. Greg, but, but Greg you, was right again. You can get it here. You can. And oh, it's on yeah. sale. People, yeah. are, people are buying the dickens out of it. Yeah. Well, and they respond quickly, too. Oh, yeah. I just planted mine last week, and they're twice as large as they were when I put them in the ground. It makes a sweet potato root. You know, we a sweet potato is a root, but uh, it's not very tasty. Oh, it's okay. not poisonous or anything, but it's not very tasty. What, uh, sweet potatoes in general or just this one? Just this uh this ornamental. I thought he was uh, put, putting it on his long list of plants. And no, I love vegetables that. and stuff yeah. that he won't eat. Yeah, I love sweet potatoes, and for diabetics, they're better than the Irish potatoes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you put plenty of butter and cinnamon. And mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like a sweet potato unless it's floating off the plate in butter. <laughs> You know, kind of a stream. When you pick up the plate, it's yeah, of stream, stream of butter. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they're good. I like them plain. <laughs> and uh, they're good to barbecue, too. Yeah, oh, they throw great. them on the pit. They are great to barbecue. They get so sweet. Mm-hmm. French fried sweet potatoes are good, too. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we need to. A lot, of pe- a lot of places are serving those now mm-hmm. instead of regular sweet potatoes. Well, what what topic were we talking about? No, I don't know. We got talking on food. That's Texas not good. Superstar <laughs> sweet potatoes. <laughs> sweet potatoes. There you go. But it never made it because of a weevil. No, yeah, that's correct. You know, there's too many people yelled and screamed. Because A and M didn't want to get into the controversy. Okay. And I knew they would over the Vitex that's too. That's like the big controversy about gypsum. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that's why we hurried up and. Uh, Put Can you imagine if we hadn't put Vitex on the? It's no. After all the trouble Greg went to to yeah. get it out of Louisiana. <laughs> that family. I hope they're not listening. I don't that that old woman is probably passed by now. Yeah, well, obviously. She, she may have family. <laughs> they probably didn't know how family reacts to plants for of. Parentage. Uh, they didn't even know what it was, probably. All right, 210 308 8867 is our number. 210 308 8867. Trace and I are going to, uh, we were talking about this earlier, maybe feature a product uh, a little bit. Do you want to do that? You want to talk about the. Uh, sure. I mean, we get, we get a lot of phone calls about uh, trees growing up in fences and mm. wo- basically woody things where you don't want them so you can't use your traditional roundup even though uh, 
Jerry would love to tell you to do it. It will not, <laughs> it will not kill a woody, th woody no, plant. No. Uh -uh. In fact, we've used Roundup uh, on our Asian jasmine to kill the weeds, and it doesn't hurt the jasmine. No. Oh. It's not on the label, so I'm not saying do that. Okay. That's right. Uh, but uh, that being said, uh, we carry a cut vine stump killer that will help you take out these trees and the fence lines. Okay, so cut vine and stump killer. Yep. Um, I forget the make. Um, Fertilum is a brand. Fertilum, that's right. Great, great little bottle. So the small one has like a fingernail polish applicator. Uh, the bigger ones are just concentrates. I use it straight. Okay. And I use it with an old paintbrush that I don't ever plan on painting anything again with paint. Now, um, rumor has it there are two different ways that people have talked about doing it. Um, one is to cut and immediately have someone else, like cut it down near the ground, immediately have someone else paint over that area now that you've cut. And the other is just to wipe, take that paintbrush and wipe it on the bark. So, yes, and then we can throw a third one. Oh, there's um, a third one? I've seen people drill holes at a 45-degree angle. Oh, wow. And then fill up the little hole. <laughs> it well, kind of gets to be such a, <clears throat> at that point, it gets to be such an elaborate process when you when you do it one of the two easier routes. You're, yeah. You're saving a lot of time and getting the job done as well. You remember that fellow that called and, in? And you're removing the, the, the brush right then and there, so it's not unsightly later. Yeah, so if I've just painted, if I've got a... Well, when it dies, you're still going to have to remove... But cut it out and yeah. remove it. Okay, but I don't know. I kind of like that better. I wonder if that's the... With the painting, it is more effective. Because um, I had... Uh, what do we have? Um, the one that you... You on them? I mean... Uh, no, that you don't like. You call it... Just, uh, just, uh... Not, oh, man, we're, we're, all, we're all having this moment. Um, <laughs> what are we talking Are you talking I'm about Lug Lugustrum? Uh, okay. All right, I, oh. was, I was lost. I was trying to think. Well, I kept trying to think of what Jerry always calls we're it. We're talking is, Japanese Lugustrum, wax leaf Lugustrum. Oh, I don't know. But it's, uh, it's a fighter. No. Uh, Japanese Lugustrum. Okay. Yeah, right. And, uh... I, that, that I, cut, like berries, huh? I cut some down and I put it on the uh, put the combined stump killer, yeah. and it killed part of it. But then the other parts just came back up. Which, if I was painting it, I could just paint all around everything. Well, you can do both. If you could paint the stuff that anything that comes up afterwards. That's true. I could, but I don't know. I kind of like the idea of uh, just painting it. And no. Do I have to scrape it at all if I paint it? No. No. Okay. It goes through the bark. Right. Remember that guy that called in and said, what in the hell are y'all talking about all this cutting and painting and everything? Did I use that stuff? You just spray it up, put it on, on a, bar, a trunk. Yeah, they should put it in an aerosol can, although that would be kind of dangerous. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Ortho used to have uh, that. Oh, really? And I don't know why they stopped, but I'm assuming misuse. They called it yeah, uh, poison oak and ivy and brush killer. Oh, or something. I remember that. Yeah, we had that. We yeah. sold the heck out of yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that. But yeah, if you get it on something else you don't want, where the brush allows you to have a more um, direct and targeted, precise. There you go. Beth is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero. 308-8867. Beth, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing well. 
so glad we've recently had this good rate. But as y'all were talking about the horse herb, I have, have an area in my yard that's on a little bit of a slope, and I always had San Augustine growing on it, and it was a nice place to sit and everything, you know, enjoy the shade. But anyway, after the last summer's heat, the San Augustine died. I just couldn't afford to put the water on it keep it going and so then during the winter everything kind of froze out but now the sun the uh, the little uh, horse herb is coming up in that area on think of a rectangle and then the lower co- corner like anyway is where the horse herb is coming up pretty thick and the San Augustine way up above that corner is coming out a little bit around the edges but I'm letting this, the horse herb grow. It's filling in nicely so it's not that mud like your, one of your other callers mentioned. And so the horse herb really does look pretty. The thing of it is, have to keep out any other weeds or little winter grasses that I had in there. Keep them all pulled out so you have a pure sand of the San Augustine. And it's really, it really is pretty. But then up around the upper edge, opposite that, the San Augustine is creeping in a little by little, you know, taking it slower to get started. So I'm letting the horse herb grow, and it really is pretty. And I have a, an edge where I will not let it cross into the driveway. But on the upper part where the San Augustine is coming down, I'm letting it grow, and then I'm transplanting some of the San Augustine from other places where it's coming up after the rains where I don't want it. So I'm planting it up above on that slope where the San Augustine is kind of creeping back in. So it makes a pretty area, really. And I I never thought I would appreciate horse herb as a nice ground cover. Because when I was a kid and where where we lived, our parents, the people next door who didn't take care of their yard had horse herbs, so we always considered it a poverty. I mean, a poor poor people's lawn who didn't take care of their grass, you know. Okay. There you go. So, that wasn't Jerry's family, was it? <laughs> no, no, no. This would have been way before Jerry's time anyway. But anyway, that's how originally when I first started at seeing, seeing it coming up out here in my area, I thought, heavens, no, I don't want that stuff. But it, it will creep, it will have a few little patches come up in my regular San Augustine. But generally, as it's climbing up to get above the existing San Augustine, it's kind of spindly, and so you can take those, those front edges of that San Augustine, I mean, of the horse herb, kind of twist them around and pull up. You know, and pull up that plant that has somehow escaped and gotten over into the San Augustine. So That's it's the first, manageable. It's, first it's chapter managed. in the book on the horse <laughs> horse herb management. Should 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 we give this lady uh, Evelyn's uh, phone number so they can <laughs> converse over this? If you haven't heard, Beth, Evelyn does not like her horse. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember huh? hearing all of that discussion in the past, and, and I always kind of felt that way, too. But <laughs> last year, when it was so hot in the summertime, not only did I want to have to go out to this area and water the San Augustine or do anything outside, it was so hot, I didn't want to use water. 
So everything died. San Augustine and yeah. the little patches of horse herb. Yeah. But now, managing it the way I am, it's, <laughs> it's nice. And I, what reminds me of having a pure stand, it reminds me of once, once when we were in Colorado and we're seeing the, a mountainside or a little low foothill thing covered with the pine trees, and then every now and then you'd see one yellow tree, which would have been the aspen, which was out of place. <laughs> you know, because it was not a pure stand of pines. And so that's the way I look at this now. If I see a little forest uh, herb coming up in the San Augustine, it's out of place, got to go. So anyway, it's well, just a fun thing. You know, a horse herb will not out-compete uh, St. Augustine. If the St. Augustine is actively growing, rapidly growing, horse herb won't get started. Yeah, um, that, that's... That's it's, not, it's not like oxalis. Yeah, oh, oh, heavens. Now there I can fight because I don't like the oxalis. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. That's key right, exactly. Keyword is yet. You might eventually yeah. grow to like oxalis. So no, I, I don't think so. I can keep it I, if it's just coming up around edges, but it has the habit of coming up wherever it wants. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen much oxalis this year. Yeah, that's right. Well, I I have. I have one that blooms pink that just comes up everywhere. And then some of the autumn oxalis that blooms purple, I watch for it when it first comes up and around the edges where there's not San Augustine. And I dig it up and I plant it in places where I want it to be because it's pretty in the autumn. The autumn one is lavender. That's good. Well, thank I, you, Beth. I, I hear a uh, 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 a uh, opportunity for us to uh, have a meeting of the converted. Uh, I, was th- I was thinking that that same. <laughs> there you go. We have the, the cactus society. We have the orchid society. <laughs> we need the horse herb society. With an Evelyn yeah. first president. Uh, yeah, no, but Beth I, is the president. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that you could call it the, the rise of the growth of the. There you go. It's it's a maternity thing. Yeah, right. A fraternity thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thank anyway, you for defending the, the horse, sir, Beth. Anyway, really, it's it's a matter of keeping the patch pure and don't let any of the other weeds no. or grasses come up in it, and it's really attractive. So, okay. Beautiful. Yeah. That's Th- all. Thanks, for, uh, thanks, thanks, Beth. Beth. Uh-huh. That's great. That's okay. inspiring. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> we'll okay. send you an application form. Yeah. Oh, all righty. I, uh, I always check my mail, and if it looks like it's junk, I don't even open it. Uh, hey. Make, make yourself known. Okay. Yeah. okay. Good deal. All Thank right. you. Thanks, Beth. Bye-bye. All right. 210 if you would like to uh, form the, uh, the Horse Herb Society or a Horse Herb Appreciation Society. There you go. That's it. That would be has, right? <laughs> Is horse, horse Herbs one word or well, two words? Well, I'm One word. You did not mention the Rutabaga Society. Oh, Lord. Well, that, that never did take I never. Yeah, we tried. <laughs> Maybe if we're at a Festival of Flowers, you can get the Rutabaga. <laughs> So I wonder if I can bring my Horse Herb to the, uh, bet to the plant exchange I bet now. you could. All right. We're, we're, I bet it, would be, it would be funny to bring a couple flats of it yeah. and some uh, a 
bulletin board of you know, yeah. hey, here's what it's good for and here's <laughs> it, how you take care of it. It'd be funny. <laughs> I don't know if we do we have enough time to uh, to root it in little. Uh, oh yeah, we do in two we, weeks. It roots fast. Yeah, yeah we do if we uh, want to do it. it uh, you can just take just blocks it, of it. Yeah, you can take blocks of it. All right. Uh, thank you, Beth. That was wonderful. All right, we're going to take a quick break, <laughs> and while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back. Sorry, Al. All right. 210-308-8867, That's a good song, too. I didn't mean to interrupt that one. All right. Listen, don't forget, if you're wondering what this Festival of Flowers is that we keep talking about, Festival of Flowers is really the premier gardening event in San Antonio. It's coming up on June 3rd. It's all gardening all the time. Uh, it's June 3rd at the Al Safar. Now, it's co-hosted by Saws. In fact, you want to get there early, not only for the plant exchange, but you want to get there because Saws is going to be giving folks a free water saver plant, but it's only while supplies last. So get there early to make sure you get one. There's the indoor garden mall with uh, plants, landscape material, fertilizers, everything that you need for your garden or yard, uh, and their herb cooking kitchen. Uh, there's also seminars throughout the day. I don't know if they're going to have the herb if they're going to have the horse herb seminar or not, we'll have to ask Brunella. So I you, think Evelyn's been potting them up for you weeks. Should, you should you, you should offer Brunella to do the horse herb seminar. There you go. Horse herb, friend or foe, uh. by Dr. Jerry Parsons. <laughs> well, he, he, the, the one year they selected him to do the the herbs, sensitive herbs. Oh, there dear. You go. Mm, he was he was raised by an herb. <laughs> herb. Mm-hmm. That's always your joke, isn't it? What's that? That you were raised by an herb. There you go. Herb Parsons. Uh-huh. Uh, there's the organic round table, uh, which is always popular. The uh, Speaking of popular, there's also the Citywide Plant Exchange, which is very, very popular. That's what we were talking about before. You read all about that at SAFestivalofflowers.com, uh, SAFestivalofflowers.com, the new uh, Kids uh, Garden Zone uh, taught by the uh, Men's Garden Club. Uh, kids are free under 10, and if they're uh, if they're older than 10, from 10 to 100, uh, it's eight dollars each. Actually, 10 and up. We'll say that. Free parking. It's nine to five at the Alzafar 1604 and Stone Oak Parkway. And again, if you come up here and ask a question while supplies last, I'll give you a pair of tickets. Uh, but you got to come up here while we're on the air and while I have tickets. So 210-308-8867. That's our number, 210-308-8867. When is it? Three Saturdays from now or No, two? it's June 3rd, so it's not next Saturday, but the week after that. Oh, okay. So next Saturday is the 27th, and then the 3rd is after that. I've heard they've had to up the insurance on the, on the show. Have to, you heard to, that? To, to take care well, of Who's your source? <laughs> take care take, of Lisa. Yeah, take care of the people that are uh, run over by Lisa. I don't you know, know that. They're, they're, they're injured. That sounds like a, a rumor that uh, you somebody think? who doesn't want Lisa there is putting uh. out. So, <laughs> well, they uh, can forget that. <laughs> yeah, Lisa's going to be there rain or shine. <laughs> and her poor husband pulling that wagon. Yeah. 
And speaking of rain, what? I believe we're getting some. Now, nobody seems to mind that's walking around. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very light dripping yeah. off the roof. Uh, got a question in. It says, where can I find the fertilizer called for by my soil test? And I can, you want to answer that, Milton? You know the answer. Where can they find the what? The fertilizer called for by my soil test. Oh, here in San Antonio? Yeah. Uh, 1959. Yeah. It's on sale. Yeah. Millburgers, 1959 analysis, 50% slow release, and 4% iron and 12% sulfur. Great for southern lawns, trees, shrubs, vegetables, and flower gardens. And uh, you've heard, heard, heard me go on and on about uh, the sulfur uh, when you're trying to, or, or when people say you can acidify your soil by adding sulfur, that's been proven to be terribly false. But this sulfur in this fertilizer uh, does acidify uh, and greens up your grass because it, it uh, acidifies the, uh, a very small microclimate under the grass. Under the grass. So they don't add a lot of sulfur, but uh, they ought to add enough iron and sulfur to uh, green your lawn up. Uh, what's left of it. And a uh, 40-pound bag covers 7,600 square feet, only $49.99. That's almost $50. Almost. But, uh, and, and that will take care of any analysis that you get back from the, from the soil testing laboratory. Uh, that, <laughs> that question is probably one of the first questions uh, that I answered or, or was faced with when I uh, came here 40 years ago, over 40 years ago. Oh, no. People were getting soil tests done 40 years ago, mm -hmm. and they would get these crazy recommendations from the soil testing lab. And they would go to the nursery with that test in their hand and uh, <laughs> a look for that fertilizer on the, on the back, yeah. label on the back. And uh, <laughs> I'll bet, uh, I wish Trace was up here, I'd mention it. Uh, Wolf used to have uh, a soil a testing, a soil testing uh lab in most of their uh, oh. uh, stores. I wonder if uh, Trace had it. I know he participated uh, where the, people would bring in uh, a sample of soil. They would test it in the store and then recommend the fertilizer that uh, would be best for that soil. Yeah. And that was before 1959. So uh, this is which, which begs the question, why get a soil test? When, when, when we already know? You already know. Okay. 
And don't that, those sword tests are fairly expensive, aren't are they? Are they really? What, Forty dollars, thirty dollars. Now we don't want everybody to think that soil tests are waste, because in, in some situations, if you got the right sample, I was just thinking of the soil tests, how valuable they were to me on my peach orchard. Yeah, in East Texas. Yeah, because you know you had your regular land, uh, yeah. the geography, and you had mix of soils, you had drainage areas, and and uh, really helped if you had uh, could get some kind of localize without going overboard but you could you could localize the uh, nutrients that you needed and uh, seem seem to be uh, work really well but th what we're talking about now is uh, a small like a uh, residential lawn it's not Really, not a, a factor. No, it doesn't not, help you not manage it. Yeah, we know this guy. You want to come on the air with us? Oh, really? Come on, come oh, on the air with us. Oh. Is that, oh, you want to know what it is? I don't know what it is. Uh, it's you, not horse <laughs> Here we go. Did it just come up by itself? No, it's growing in the neighbor's yard and. Do you, do you it's you want to? It's growing in the shade. David, oh. David, grab the mic so we can hear you on the air, too. There you go. So I'm trying to. Yeah. You on? Yeah. You're on the air. So I'm trying to ID this plant. It's. It looks similar to pineapple sage, but I don't think it is. The best ID I've come up with is the Japanese mint called Golden Dragon, or Golden Angel, I mean. Huh? <laughs> And uh, it's grown in my neighborhood. I've seen it in other places, too. In fact, I saw it on one of the, when I was doing a one-on-one -on -one home consultation uh -huh. for GVST. I, the lady had it all down her side, and she didn't know what it was. And, of course, you smelled it. I mean, you. I've tasted it, and it doesn't taste minty. Huh. It, I've never seen flowers on it. That's what I've I was getting ready to add. Yeah. around my neighborhood in, in, other, in the neighborhood. Like Castle Hills Forest, I've seen it over there, and it doesn't bloom. It doesn't doesn't seem that to bloom seen. so far. Yeah, I mean it's like a bigger version of Mexican honeysuckle. The leaves are bigger. Yeah, and it's a beautiful mounding plant. The deer don't eat it, and it grows in full shade. Color is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful light green. Mm -hmm. But uh, maybe somebody out there knows what it is, and then call in. Well, I was thinking too, if you could see Mary or. Well, Charlie did. Uh, Trace. 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 Yes, yeah. so those two might, one of those two might be yeah, able maybe to. maybe I'll, I'll try to find her. But. Yes. Or, yeah, there. And I think Trace has an app that he always likes to recommend. That yeah, I looked on a couple of it did picture apps, and it, not, the closest ID was the Japanese mint okay. golden angel. Huh. It looks just like it, but it's kind of a, didn't have much information on it. Yeah, that's, uh, that mint. A section uh, that would account for the deer not eating. Yeah, they don't like it. To but it stuff like that. It really didn't taste minty to me at all. Um, hmm. So. Well, maybe you're not a deer or something. <laughs> <laughs> but deer. I have so much shade in my yard that I'm looking oh, for something. Oh yeah, yeah, we all are. And I've got a, a spot along my back fence that doesn't get enough sun, and you know, and yeah. this is. Yeah. Keep. Keep looking for it and let us know when you find yeah. out. Well, yeah. I'm gonna, if I can't find it, figure it out, I'm going to go to this lady's house and ask her. 
<laughs> there you go. Maybe she I can beat some. Oh, here we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like the old days with yeah. Jerry. Yeah. yeah I'll see Is Jerry can. Parsons working your office? Yeah. Uh, well, she has about five big mounds like this, at least, of this huh. stuff. You know, plus she's got, you know, she has Mexican honeysuckle, and she's got a bunch of other stuff. And something else she has that, that I, I bet it roots to easy, and, too. And she had a, a radio. what, a, what I came up with was uh, St. John's Wart. And it has yellow flowers. It's blooming yellow flowers yeah. in the shade right now. Yeah. And the deer aren't eating that either. No. So I thought, okay, I'm going to look for that. That's an herb, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think it, I think it's it's poisonous in some instances. Yeah, you. I don't know. Well, they they make really medicine out of it. Yeah, right. I don't know if you just eat it. You're cooking it or whatever. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, that's an interesting. That's a couple of pretty shade, resi- you know, deer resistant shade plants. That yeah. Have you said foliage and the St. Yeah. John's Wort's blooming yellow flowers right now. You say it's uh, you in, in your neighborhood. Yeah, that plant. Yeah, several different. Have you been watching it, it for several years? Yeah, it's been there for a long time. Oh. Does it spread? Well, I mean, it looks like it's yeah. it mounds. Yeah, so it, mounds. It, it probably does spread, but not viciously. I don't think it. Yeah, not viciously. Yeah. <laughs> well, it may because that house that I went to do the consultation landscape design school consultation, yeah. she had it. It was all across her back fence, like it had spread. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, uh, I mean, it's well, beautiful foliage, you know. Well, if it does it in the shade. Yeah, and it's like, you know. And the deer won't eat it. And you, it's l- probably zero water and, you know, and <laughs> yeah. low maintenance. Yeah. And it's attractive. S- stay on it. See yeah, if you I'm can find out what it, out. it is. All right, we're so. going to take a quick break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. See if you can get Trace. Oh, no, no, no. This man also needed help. That, uh, 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 okay. I'll, I'll butt out. All right. Back in a moment on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Stars at night are big and bright. And welcome back. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m., The Answer, 210 308-8867-210-308-8867. Somebody was asking us about the diameters of the, uh, just real quick, about the uh, tree huggers. Uh, they come in 7, 11, and 15 inch, and Millburgers has all three. All right, 210-308-8867. Trace, anything exciting coming in this week? Oh, no, you need to talk about what's happening next weekend. Besides, it's, it's what, the... It's what, what's, I can't even hear myself. What's that? Uh, it's, it's what's not happening next week. We yeah, got so much point. stuff going on. Yeah. It's crazy. All right. Well, and well, the Laura Bush Petunias will be in on Tuesday, you said? Well, I said Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got uh, our, I don't want to say our largest ad because we actually do it three or four times over the year, but uh, full page front and back mm-hmm. ad, wow. 36 items. Wow. It's got the little flippy thing on the front that covers up the front of the paper. And so we're doing it right for Memorial Day. Now, if they don't get the paper, they can, can they go it, to MillburgerNursery.com? Uh, hopefully on Wednesday they'll be able to see it. Yeah. Might be able to see it early, but it won't be good till Wednesday. All right. Computer won't, <laughs> computer won't let it happen, Milton. Oh. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll tell you in our commercials and stuff. So, uh, But, yeah, go to keep in touch with MillburgerNursery.com. 
and you can see all the things that are on sale, events that are coming up. Uh, isn't uh, there a blood drive coming? Blood drive is on June 3rd as well. Okay. There you go. I'll, go, I'll go double check. Is that what you Yeah, have? that's right. Yeah, I'm okay. pretty sure I saw that. And, um, uh, there it is. The tax-free weekend. Yeah. Memorial Day weekend. There it is, yeah. 11 to 3. So not everything is going to be tax-exempt, but I'd say a good 90% of the store. What is the criteria? Is it conservation? It can't be be chemicals or fertilizer, but soils, yes. All plants, yes. Wow. So uh, gift items, I'm pretty sure, are not. So that's like a double savings. You not only get the savings. Does that last from... Saturday to Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Oh, because it's Memorial Day, so it's a no. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, so, so it's we a figured it, weekend. We figured out how to do it in the computer system. That was our Woo-hoo! first. That was our first okay. uh, <laughs> experiment with this tax-free weekend. We always were able to do it before. Yeah, but we did everything by hand, and now well, we we've got a good crew of uh, tech-savvy people that figured out. We may have to break everything into two transactions, but we've figured it out. Either some, way. Some's going to be tax-exempt, some's not. So I, we, we will we will figure it out. If it's tax-exempt, we're going to make it tax-exempt. As a customer, I probably don't care as long as it's right. It sounds like it's going to be right. Uh, anything else coming in that you want to tease? or? Uh? No, there's 36 items in that ad. <laughs> okay. There's a ton coming. Good. Oh, fact, oh this is, is coming. Okay. Yeah, it has to start coming in now because I don't... Is there anything that um, that you haven't had before, or like, or do you want there's to just a, let people? There's find? a couple of really interesting things that we've never done as an ad item before. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Well, I'll, I'll give you an example. <laughs> Laura, Bush, Laura Bush Petunia, which you already knew. Right. Okay. Oh, we've never had that as an ad item. Not in a gallon can. And oh it's wow, been, this is I'm in a gallon. Pretty sure it's been VIP that we'd had before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sorry, 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 sorry. Continue to be on the sale item. Sorry, Calvin, he couldn't hear you. Uh, you better buy those today, Calvin. Which one? Zinnias. Oh, Zinnias. Oh, Zinnias. Okay. Because the selection is, <laughs> is wonderful. Okay. So that's coming up. So I plan to spend part of your Memorial Day weekend here at Millburgers. No, yeah. Did uh, we'll be here so you can come on up and ask your questions. Did. Uh, were you involved with Wolf Nursery when they did those? Uh, Soil testing with uh, Dick Hayes of Magnolia C. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, not with him. We had the guy from Texas Plant and Soil Labs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Mr. West was big on it. Y'all bring in truckload of fer- fertilizer, right? Uh, Semi trailer. We we did that anyway, but uh, <laughs> that was a, a good way to get people the right answer. Yeah. And show to show them why it's the right answer. Yeah, yeah. So I can recall a long time ago when I was like 17, 16 maybe. So the store for our area that actually did all the testing was in Austin. Okay. On Frontier Trail. That was a carryout. Oh, but, no. But guess what? One weekend, they actually did it physically at that store so all the samples were brought to us and huh. guess who got blessed with having to divide uh, samples into like 10 different piles and <laughs> okay don't tell me you no yes oh, yes. Wow. got it right the first time <laughs> so how was that i i just remember having fun you dealing st- with dirt and i got to squirt stuff in and no. okay. i'd hand it to somebody else and they there would you go. read it and um 
then somebody somebody was actually there typing up the uh, the information the results yeah. of what they ought to use. That, what I liked really about that was it didn't just give you the results; it gave you the product names to actually oh, to use to, there you go. to fix. Well, that's it. a good idea. That's smart too, especially if it's at an nursery. Yeah, A and M made people very angry about that. That sending a soil sample, and it wasn't that expensive, but uh, the results they got. Unreadable. The, oh, yeah. the average person. Yeah, right. And I hmm. mean, <laughs> Dr. Robert Durer is the first county horticulturist here. No. Make him mad as hell. You, did Every you, time did, somebody would call in, and a lot of people called in. And you didn't want to make Dr. Durer's mad? Oh. Oh, dear. <laughs> but uh, that, was, that was a big help when Wolf started doing that. Yeah, cool. And Mr. Mr. Wester was on top of it. I, I remember they brought in uh, semi-trailer truckloads of uh, soil, of uh, fertilizer. Ooh, that too. And fertilizer, that, soils, all the yeah, that was, sphagnum peat was on there. Yeah, that was before uh, uh, slow release. It, it was. I think we sold uh, fifteen five ten. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and eventually sixteen eight eight. I really loved that one. So three. So fifteen five ten was also a three one two. It was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the sixteen eight eight was really cool because it was a homogenized ratio. <laughs> no, I don't know what that Every means. granule contained the exact same chemical makeup. Oh wow. So instead of opening a bag of fertilizer and seeing all kinds of colors in there. Yeah. Where it's all jumbled together. <laughs> Every <laughs> granule had the exact same chemical Oh, that's kind of cool. Sounds like an ice cream sundae or something. Yeah. Interesting thing that that was, what, 30 years ago, 40 years probably, ago? Probably 40. 40 years ago. They were doing the right thing, 312s. Okay. 40 years ago. For over 40 now, years I think ago. we did have a slow release. I think it was a 2510. Oh, is that right? So that's a four, four, four one, one two, two was slow release. Well, okay. yeah. When uh, when that, well, uh, along with nineteen five nine, uh, they had a four one two. But uh, anyway, it looks looks like we were doing the right thing over forty years ago. How about that? Oh well, everybody makes mistakes. Uh, <laughs> Or everybody gets it right, maybe. Yeah. Uh, every now and then. You just gotta. The tough part is deciding when it's right, when it's wrong. <laughs> but anyway. So the uh, product of the weekend uh, that we featured will not be tax-free. No. It's a chemical. That's it's okay. Chemical. I, I still have. How long does that last? I still have some I bought here, like last year, or maybe even longer. Uh, so I bought the big one, and uh, I've redone my fence once, okay. and some. I still have about half a bottle. But when we tore down my fence to build a new one, we treated every one of them, and then I got a few that keep coming up. Okay. And how old is your bottle? Did you say? Um, ten years. Ten years? Maybe. Okay, then, I'm, then mine's fine. I just have to find it. It's, it's in the, uh, we, the we shed had, somewhere. I think we even had extra in my what the fence. Is, the what fence is guy this? asked Paint if he could have some. Whiskey or what? No, this is the cut vine and stem killer. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I took some to Tennessee uh, during the winter and treated the dormant plants around around the house, uh, seedling, tree seedling. And it worked when the plants were dormant, but I left the uh, the bottle? 
bottle in Tennessee for over a year and used, kept using it. Okay. So it, it stores. Good. Okay. That's good to know. I'm going to try yeah. again on those uh, Ligustrum, or what do you call them? Disgustrum. I think that's what you that's call That's Manuel them. Flores' his name. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, he, didn't, he called those things. He didn't like them, I guess. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they're they're nice, but they're they're wild. I mean. <laughs> wild things. Yeah. Uh, got a question here. It says, is it helpful to plant marigolds and onions as deterrents for squirrels in, beside tomatoes? Yeah. Huh. So now that tomatoes are getting ripe... <laughs> We may have some squirrel questions, or so, what's eating my tomatoes? Oh, okay. Especially the cherries. <laughs> they, they could probably eat a, these fox squirrels around here could eat a, <laughs> eat a, to, one of these uh, uh, small tomatoes in one bite, probably. But they, they don't eat a, the whole tomato, they just take a bite out of it. No. For some reason, people don't want to eat after a squirrel. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. That's, how is that? That's they look pretty clean. Squirrels do. Um, I tell you another question we're going to get a lot of, I think. We used to in the past, and now as I'm walking the dog, I see them, and that's mushrooms in the yard. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're coming up. They're yeah. big. No. There. At least, at least in our neighborhood. Don't eat the mushroom, man. Uh, okay. Don't let the dog eat the mushrooms. Don't, Don't let the dog eat the okay. mushroom either. No, yeah. All right. But, yeah, so how do people get rid of them in the two minutes that we have? Knock them down. Just knock them down be done with it? Yeah. So people want to sleep better at night, Milton. So, yeah, they could do that. <laughs> but why not benefit the soil, too? So I would put, like, a ferrous sulfate, which is copper. In old days, we called it copperous. Okay. Uh, if, you, <laughs> if you change the pH of the oh. situation. It's iron sulfate. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, if you change the, the pH of the situation, the mushroom crashes. It's going to All crash right. anyway. Yeah. But that will make it crash faster, and it benefits the soil and the grass. All right. We're not okay. Well, that's easy. Are we? Uh, that was too fast of an answer, wasn't it? Uh, it was a little bit. Uh, so I have a second question. Are you getting any toad questions here at the, uh, at the nursery? <laughs> no, but that's one of the special plants next week. I'm not saying the rest of the name. No. Oh, okay. Don't don't say anything. I think I know what it is. No, you don't. Okay, you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay. But, yeah, the uh, when, again, when walking the dog, especially, like, if it's like this or at night, you're just walking, 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 all of a sudden hopping across the sidewalk. Fortunately or unfortunately, our dog doesn't care about toads. I don't know. <laughs> but I know some dogs are like, oh, this is an opportunity. No. Um, and then I don't think toads are good for dogs. Probably not. My, my dog uh, uh, corrals or hunts lizards. Okay. Sounds like so our feral cats. Fun, but as soon as the lizard turns around and shows any aggression, she runs the other way. <laughs> the, the Westies like to chase snakes. Yeah. They, the uh, snakes? Fast. Yeah, and they're fast enough to stay out. It makes me nervous, but they stay out of the range. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're going to call it a day, but we're back here next weekend. Um, I guess Memorial Day weekend for tax-free weekend here at Mill Burgers and uh, come on out and ask your gardening question and come on out and take advantage of some great savings that you'll find in the paper or online. On behalf of the docs, on behalf of Trace, uh, I want to thank you for listening. Thank you, Al, for doing a great job. I'm Milton Glick. See you next week 
on Milberger's Garden in South Texas at 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.